What's up, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of this Nerd Thug Radio. You are hanging out with Corey DLG and little brother Nico, two of the coolest people you're going to meet at a Little Caesars. Man, the Little Caesars is popping off, apparently. Club spot. Whoop, whoop. Waiting for the hot and ready. Um... I don't know. It's, it's, it felt appropriate. Uh, this is, of course, Nerd Thug Radio. You're hanging out here on a Thursday if you're catching us on the FM radio or if you're catching us on the podcast when it posts on Thursday. In which case, it's already the weekend because we round up. That's what we do. Uh, it's been an interesting week, so let's start it off like we always do. How you I'm doing, doing, buddy? I'm doing well. So I have finally started watching one of the classic uh, television shows of the past decade. I started Breaking Bad for the Lost. first time. <laughs> oh, you know I've actually never watched. See, Breaking look, Bad. I, I knew I wasn't the only one. It had been it had been sitting there, I, and it, I didn't know it was on Netflix until like maybe about a week ago. And I was like, oh, I thought this was on like one of the other ones. Well, I guess I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll check this out. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't, I was watching other stuff when it, like when Breaking Bad happened. Lost was out, and there were other things. It and was, I just it was it the never... big thing that I it was the other AMC show that I didn't watch because I was watching The Walking Dead when that was airing. Oh yeah, okay, word. Yeah, so yeah, there was just other things, and so like. I don't know. It was interesting. I don't have anything against it. I think it's fascinating that Malcolm's dad could be a drug dealer. Like, it's, it's crazy. Uh, it's honestly, um, it's got probably one of the best like opening episodes I've ever seen of anything. I mean, I, it, listen, it won like Emmys and all kinds of stuff. So like, it was a great show. I just it never. Um, there were always other things, and so. Really, you're supposed to watch Better Call Saul. Am first. I? I feel like that one just that's ended. The prequel. I feel like that's cheating. It it did, but that's the prequel. Uh, well, it's too late now. I'm already on season two. Okay. Well, it tells the story of Saul, who I guess is a lawyer in Breaking Bad. He is I haven't met him yet, so okay. Oh, you haven't met him by season. I don't. Yeah, interesting. We're, okay, we're, we're we're a season and like a half in. I'm on like episode six of season two. Okay. Yeah, I'm, um, so you like it oh, so it's, far? It's, it's good? It's really good. It, it really throws me off because, like, because, like, obviously the dad is, is, is his name Cranston? Brian Cranston? Yeah. So, like, I know yeah. him from, like, Malcolm in the Middle and then, uh, the Jesse Pinkman. I know him as, is Todd Chavez from BoJack Horseman, so it's really weird to watch these in, like, reverse order. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's that's probably pretty fair. And I'm like, hmm. Like, I recognize him from other stuff. Yeah, Jesse Pinkman, like, nothing else... Yeah, nothing else ever really took off for him. He was in Shameless for a while as the boyfriend to the main daughter. But that's He's, kind he of He was it, a model at one like, point, which I thought was very funny. He's he a is. handsome guy. Listen... Listen, if people will pay you to take pictures of you, I I am almost a, a thousand percent always in favor of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Shout out to the you know, Houston Chronicle as long as it's appropriate for like three different things. Yeah, that's true. You should really ask them for a check <laughs> at some point. I think we signed waivers, but I, I think you should still be like, uh, my picture showed up a lot. You guys use this way more than I thought you would. <laughs> yeah. That listen, that's got to be a compliment, and it must mean you're a handsome guy. Oh shucks. Oh gosh. Oh, that's what it, I mean. Obviously, I you know 
you're my brother, so you have to at least be good looking That's on some fair. level. But um, <laughs> listen, there's no helping it. You you, you got the Corey jeans in you, so you must at least be oh sort of good. Looking. <laughs> we share the dun the dana, okay? We share it. We share the dana. Um. Yeah, so I don't. I haven't started Breaking Bad though, but I am interested in it. I'm curious about it. Uh, okay, all right. So you know me. I love my weird news mm, stories. Absolutely. So, and you know, I've got this little talent for like when I when things stick in my crawl and they're going to wind up being big. I didn't bring this one up the first time when it first broke because it was funny. Um, but I didn't. I wasn't. I we had so much other stuff to talk about last time we did an episode that I was like, all right, it's fine. <laughs> the story starts with the Dallas Zoo losing a leopard. What? How do you even do that? <laughs> this, yeah, this, I don't, okay, listen. So this is like two weeks ago. Uh, I was dropping something off at my mom's house, and I'm sitting down, and my mom will just have the news on all day. I don't even know how you do that in a streaming world, but she somehow still does. Kind of impressive. Uh, just news all the time. 24-hour news cycle. So, for a reason. Listen, I do I, like I watch the morning news on Hulu if I can catch it, um, but like she has the like the eleven o'clock, the one o'clock, the two o'clock, like the local news is always on. So I'm, I'm I'm doing whatever at their house. I'm there for a few minutes, and all of a sudden on the news they start telling this story, late breaking news, um, that the Dallas Zoo has lost a leopard. However, they don't want to raise any alarms, and they're telling uh, local citizens not to worry about it. But the SWAT team is on site. Like, where did you lose it? <laughs> I don't know, but that's a bit of a mixed bag there, yeah. right? Like, nobody panic. It's not a big as, deal. As, a, as an armored vehicle team rolls is on past you and 20 armed guys <laughs> jump out of it, and they're like, no need to be alarmed, citizen. And you're like, I think there's cause for me to be alarmed. And they're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> It feels like I should be at least a little. See, this concerned. is either this like, is either a really lost, really dangerous animal, or this is aliens, and they're like, "Don't worry, guys, it's only a quote unquote lost leopard." As yeah, I think it was a snow as the FBI leopard. encroach. And it got lost in the in men Dallas. in black roll out right, of these yeah. big vans. They start rounding people up, like, "Hey, do you see anything?" And they're like, "No," and they're like, "Look into this red light." <laughs> it definitely. I mean. It's a weird story, right? Like, they lost a leopard for a <laughs> like few Like, where? How? Someone leave the door unlocked and he just so, waltzed out like he's a dog? <sighs> so, apparently the leopard shows back up like a day later. It, it, it had wandered into one of the other enclosures somehow. So then, then a, a vulture in one of the other enclosures winds up murdered. So this, this leopard... In a separate enclosure? In a separate incident, like a day or two later. Yeah, this 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 lost leopard, I don't... You can't see me doing air quotes with my hands, that's really silly. <laughs> but lost leopard. <laughs> that's a bit suspicious. That's all I'm saying. And, and then... <laughs> in what's got to be the greatest zoo ever, uh, a couple days after that, they lose it again. <laughs> they lose two what? monkeys. This is the worst run zoo on the planet. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, guys. That leopard really, really showed them. 
So local police. <laughs> you can't even keep a straight face. Local police helped track down the two monkeys into a closet at an abandoned church. Were these monkeys trying to pray to God? Oh my, these religious monkeys. <laughs> They're just trying to find the Lord. You know, they said he comes for all. <laughs> so they think that there's a they think that the Dallas Zoo is just dealing with a lot of corruption and that there's a guy who's kind of paid his way like through trying to and has been able to do different things of the, the zoo. Basically, like, don't worry, I'm going to cover the monkeys. How are we going to how are we going to transport them? I'll make them I'll, I'll put them in the church. <laughs> the what? <laughs> yeah. Right, so, where's my where's my brass monkey uh, remix? But it's church monkey. <laughs> it's by the way, they held a press conference when they announced the death of the of the uh, vulture. Like, I get it's a cool animal, but like, I've seen vultures in the wild. They're not that rare. Do we need to put them in a zoo? I don't know, but they said maybe that, it's a special kind so of vulture. At the press I don't know. Maybe I'm just bird racist. Uh, yeah, I mean, you might just be bird racist. I'm not sure. I'm like, ah, you're all the same vultures, and they're like, ooh. It's an endangered lappet-faced uh, vulture. It's a, it's name a was fancy Penn. one. Okay, never mind. I am bird racist. Yeah, and and Penn was 35 and had sired 11 offspring during his time at the zoo. And the zoo still wouldn't say exactly how Penn died, but at a news conference last Monday, I'm reading from an article titled "What the Heck is Going On at the Dallas Zoo." Um, the president and CEO Greg Hudson made it clear that it didn't appear to be from natural causes. That was the least suspicious. Or my apologies, most suspicious way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so here's so what's lost crazy. leopard, murdered vulture, church monkeys, and then. Two emperor tamarind monkeys were gone. Found in a church. And here's the the best line in the whole article. Monkey thefts aren't unheard of, perhaps because the trade of exotic animals is a thriving, lucrative business. The industry is particularly active in Texas where regulation is lax. This is where Joe Exotic got his start, after all. How are they going to blame us for Joe Exotic? Wasn't he in, like, Florida? Uh, I I think it was Oklahoma Oklahoma where he went, but he did start. It did start with us. I mean, that is fair, but I don't like it. Don't do that. You can't blame us for them. There's a whole river in between us. Yeah. (laughs) So here's the crazy part. At the press conference last week, Hudson told journalists that the zoo had already had more than 100 security cameras, and it's been adding more since these things started. Yeah. So in a place with 100 security cameras... They don't know who was doing. To be fair, a hundred security cameras that might sound like a big number, but if you're talking about a zoo, that's not very many. Zoos are pretty big. I haven't been to the Dallas Zoo personally, but I like if if we're comparing it to the Houston Zoo, the Houston Zoo is gigantic. Um, well, first of all, you know the rule: the Houston whatever is always better than the Dallas. I mean, that's fair. You don't hear about church monkeys or leopard loss or any of that from the Houston Zoo. To be fair. Although, I, I don't know if I ever told you this. Okay. So, mm, how do I describe this person? Uh, one of my good friends 
our families are kind of intertwined for just dozens of reasons. Um, their youngest daughter, who I'm, I'm friends with, she graduated from school with a like a park ranger mm-hmm. degree, not like biology expert, but like wildlife degree. Yeah, some some sort of like wildlife um, thing. I don't... Yeah, and her first job was an exotic breeding place. Okay, now this is before you know what. Now that I'm telling the story now. I think I've told the story sort of on the on the show before, but it was before like Joe Exotic and all that. Now in hindsight, this was probably like a knockoff Joe Exotic. Now that I'm really thinking about it, I don't know how but good it's that is. it's local here in Spring, and I don't know if it's still here, but it was at the time. And it just had all these crazy exotic animals, but a lot of them were dangerous. They had like a pack of hyenas, which are like six foot tall dogs that will kill you. Yeah. They were saving um, those for Harley Quinn, you know. Yeah, so they were all bottle-fed and hand-fed by one of the owners of the park so he could go in the cage, but no one else could. As a matter of fact, apparently they had taken the arm off of somebody, and that person had sued the park. I mean, that sounds literally like that was an exact story from the... <laughs> Holy crap, you're right, that is. Like, it's exactly <laughs> literally like literally happened. Exotic. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Well, except that woman went to work because she, she stayed with Joe Exotic because she believed in him right. so much. Like, that's weird. But no, these people sued. Um, and, like, they had to prove that he was wrong. Like, he snuck into the cage when he wasn't supposed to. Like, they had to prove that they weren't liable. Um, but, like, yeah. So this one of the owners can literally, like, hand-feed the hyenas and roll around with them and play with them. But they're still 400-pound super dogs. So, like, it's still dangerous. Yeah, they, can, they can snap your um, bones with their jaws. Yeah, yeah, immensely powerful. But they also had several large predator cats, and they would occasionally escape because cats are just, like... Cats can go, like, liquid mode and, like, slide out of things you wouldn't think are open or whatever. Cats are, in fact, made of water. So occasionally they would, like, walk around, and and when I tell you, like... I could show you on a map, but I, I really shouldn't do that. If you're really industrious person listening to the show, you could find this on a Google Maps probably in spring. Um, But if I showed you on a map, it's literally across the street from houses, okay? So So occasionally, the animal wranglers would be walking up and down the neighborhood streets, looking in rooftops and trees for missing... Predator feelings. That's awesome. That's a that's a truly a great experience, and also not the zoo. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the zoo. But I mean, it is kind of this weird, terrifying thought that like, yeah, you just lose a leopard. Like, yeah, I just got out. Uh, Nobody panic. We've called the SWAT. Everyone's team, worried about hair loss. I'm out here worried about leopard loss. <laughs> Leprosy. Uh, huh? Uh, huh? Yeah, uh, that's a bit terrifying yeah. to me. Also, it's one little... of those is going to kill you way faster than the other one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because I think I can survive hair loss. It's just gonna just you're just gonna walk around, just walk outside, <laughs> and you get mauled by <laughs> snow leopard that should have been hanging out in your shrub. <laughs> they said one time they got a panicked call from one of the people on the street because. They were like at their kitchen window and they look up and there's this large mountain lion type thing. I don't know what kind of cats they were, but they were like the 300 pound variety, not the 30 pound variety. You're like, well, this is great. And I'm it's, glad I'm it's, here. It's, 
Yeah, it's laying on the shed roof, like over their like backyard, and so its back is against the kitchen window. So this giant creature is just laying in her kitchen window, just soaking in the sun, hanging out. I do think it's funny that like despite how big they are, cats are in fact still cats. Yeah, absolutely. And so this cat was like, it got out of its cage and was in no hurry to go anywhere. It, it, its first taste of freedom, and it was like, I'm going to take a nap somewhere I've never napped before. I mean, look, we're all trying to do that. Freedom! Truly an admirable trait. <laughs> so they find this guy, and they got to, like, collar him up and drag him back to the, the exotic breeding place. Like, <laughs> Terrifying. And they had a bunch of other animals, too, but, like... It was it was crazy when she would like tell occasional stories. They'd be like, "Yep, some of the monkeys got out." What? And they're like, "Yeah, they got really into religious people." Book? I think they meant the Mormons outside. <laughs> like they really got to them. It is. It is bizarre that the guy thought to. St- I mean, listen, an abandoned church is like who's going into yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, right? if you're gonna like, pick a place, probably to store even monkeys, criminals are leaving it alone. One. Yeah, because nobody wants to like. Even though it's abandoned, like you would still think there's some element of like trespassing. God's watching and like don't do it here. You're like you're right. Yeah. My plus, bad. if there's like, anywhere that's like yeah, you be- really shouldn't enter that, I'm pretty sure abandoned church is like real high up on there. Of like, man, this is a lot of implications. Let alone the religious ones. I'm just not gonna go. <laughs> yeah, you got to be pretty close to rock bottom to be like, I'm gonna break into this church and do terrible yeah. things. So it's probably a safe place to stash monkeys. Although it does give the story on the other end way more funny impact. Oh, yeah. Also, somebody was like, maybe he was trying to start Noah's Ark. And I was like, that's fair. You can't prove that he wasn't. He was trying to convert those monkeys. He might have been. I don't, I mean, that's not the way I would have done it. But the man had free time. Like, that's what Noah's Ark was. It wasn't about saving them from the flood. It's just trying to convert animals to religious beliefs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they got on Jewish They yeah. left Catholic <laughs> He's just yelling at him for 40 days and 40 Yeah the nights. rain's going Have you thought about and he's <laughs> Sorry to disturb you Can I interest you in a conversation about Jesus Christ Our Lord and Savior And the giraffes are like oh my god it's him again Rolling their <laughs> eyes But they can't see because he's so far to the ground <laughs> Tell him we're not here He can see us Carol he can yeah, but we us. can't see him. We have plausible deniability. <laughs> T- tell him we're not here. Carol, I think he can hear you. <laughs> like, that's really what this was about. <laughs> Although it... So anyway, the Dallas Zoo, cages are now optional. Right. You can you can forego that in terms of... You can petition for religious release. <laughs> What if the other monkeys start spreading religion? Like they come back and they're like godly and they're like, they're like, no, you must understand, brothers. This is not the way. There's suddenly there's like a crusade in the monkey cage for like monkey Jerusalem. They're like, we must return to the Holy Land. It's just the same abandoned church. (laughs) Listen, I read an article and I didn't read, I read, I didn't read much more than the headline and like the first, you know, like some articles do like the big paragraph. Uh, so I didn't read past that because it was a pay article. So all I got was really the the bare bones here. But they have taught monkeys before the idea of currency, the idea of commerce, and in when they did, the monkeys turned to gambling, wealth accumulation, prostitution, and slavery. 
I mean, I don't know what they expected. <laughs> I mean, was gambling on your monkey bingo yeah, board? Yeah, like... it's right next to the religious monkeys. <laughs> really, I'm two for two. <laughs> when I read that, I went, okay, well, then it's not our fault, right? Like, <laughs> Nah, it's wired in there. As soon as you introduce you... money, we're like, yeah. I got you. I know the business. <laughs> I just like the idea that eventually, as soon as they introduced it, one guy was like, I'll hoard all of it. I'm the 1%. I'm trying to get as much money as humanly possible. Sorry. Monkily possible. <laughs> as monkily possible. <laughs> oh, my God. We're a mess, and it's the monkey's fault now. They're, um, trying, they're trying to convert people, dog. This is why they need the religious monkeys, to save them from gambling. <laughs> Got to go to monkey intervention. <laughs> they got to start. They got to start their AA yeah. programs. <laughs> They're gamblers anonymous. Speaking of just being a total just mess, uh, I've done something uh, today actually that I've never done before. Okay, ever. and I felt I felt dumb, like genuinely dumb, and it's not really my fault. But there's no way not to feel dumb when it happens. All right, I'm interested. What what do we got for me? What's this thread lead to? I backed into the garage oh, door. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a. So that sentence that makes me feel that makes me sound dumb. Like that's yeah. my fault, right? Okay. All right. So the upstairs neighbors have been moving mm-hmm. out, and so um, for those who don't know, I live like my parking space is uh, covered. Yeah. And so the little motor for the garage door is under this covering. So there's a limited amount of height, space, headroom, whatever you want to say. So they're moving out. So they've got furniture and mattresses and stuff. And so at some point they touch or knock the motor on the garage door machine. And they kind of knock it off track somehow. Um... So, unbeknownst to me. So, I'm leaving to go run some errands today. And as I open the garage door, I've got a routine, okay? It's a, it's about 15, 20 feet of driveway. So, I've got a routine. So, I open the garage door. I'm backing out. Uh, I'm on an angle, so I have to maneuver into a straight line with the garage. So, that's I'm in my mirrors. I'm not necessarily looking behind me at the garage door because it should be open. Um, so, I'm in my mirrors and all of a sudden I hear... Thunk with a good aluminum nice, to nice. it, and I'm like, "What was that?" And I look, and the garage door is half open, half closed. Uh, okay, and and I have and I have caught it, and I went, "Oh, how did I? What?" So then I get out and I'm looking at everything, and when I push the button again, it goes up, and so, but it also wants to go down, and then when it goes about halfway down. It then goes back up. This is good. This is this is what it's supposed to do. So at least it's open. Okay, all right. So I leave. I let the landlord know what's going on. I let those I let those guys know that I, I think that they touched it or caught it or something because I could tell that the motor's off or whatever. So everybody's messing with it and fixing it. But yeah, I, like I felt I felt really <laughs> dumb when it happened. It's kind of it's kind of like the same thing where you're like you're you're walking. And you're, there's like a corner on a counter or something, and you just go straight into it, and you're like, "Man, I really, really thought I planned around this." Yeah, that counter had been there forever. Like, how did I? What did I do wrong? 
Yeah, like, and, and I realized later, so he messes with, the landlord, he messes with it, and he gets it fixed later. And then eventually I'm also, I'm, I'm running another errand, so I go to leave the house. And I'm, I realize, like, I'm so in my mirrors to get everything straight. Also, there's a car in the driveway that I'm going around when I get to the driveway part of everything that, like, there is a lot going on. So it's not a hunt, like, it, it's really very minimally my responsibility because the door should be up when you push the button. That's kind of what that like, is how door. I work. hear it start to move. So I know that the button engaged, like I don't feel too crazy about it. Uh, but yeah, man, when I thunked it and I look in my, my rear view and the garage doors is closed, I, I, I felt pretty smart. <laughs> Uber genius Corey just walks into the <laughs> backs into oh, backs straight in the garage door. What a legend. Just, I mean, just so smart. Like, I felt so smart when I did. Like, there's just, I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, all right, that's how today's starting. Good. (laughs) It just reminds me of this one time where I did had my shoes untied, and I was like, man, I should tie my shoes. And then I just ate it and then fell directly into the ground. Like, like some days it's just not ours. And like, it was clearly avoidable, but like, you didn't think about it for a second. Like, when's the last time I tripped on my shoelace? When I was nine? And here I am at right. 20 well, years old, just, just straight into the concrete like a <laughs> genius. <laughs> well, it's, I was dog sitting one time and it was uh, a little bit bigger dog, really excited. And so it wasn't great on the mm. leash. Well, like on a walk, he could he could he'd be cool on a straight line. But we we went to the dog park, and just crossing the street from the parking lot to the dog park, he got so excited that he just started spinning in circles. Classic dog spin maneuver. I couldn't hand switch fast enough with the leash to keep the leash from wrapping around me. He dropped me like a sack of potatoes, dude. <laughs> He's just coming for you. Like I kept like trying to keep the leash high and tight and get him to stop, and he's 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 just crisscrossing me, man. Like like he's gonna and one drive on me. Like he's it was bad. Baskets on you, dude. You're toast. <laughs> it finally, like about halfway across the street, he finally got me, and I just like in the middle of a crosswalk on a street, straight to the ground. Uh, and what made it what made it better was it was a, a fairly cute girl. This is the first voice I hear that goes, are you okay? And you're like, oh, my heart just broke that much more. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it a little bit better until I found out there was someone else out here with me. <laughs> that, I don't know if you've ever seen the video of the glass. It, like, it falls and hits the ground, and then it's fine, and then someone throws a hammer, and it shatters into a billion pieces. <laughs> it's like, all right, we fell, we ate it, we're fine. Are you okay? Oh, no, now we're not fine. <laughs> nope, nope. I was just doing the assessment, and I was feeling pretty good until you said something. So, uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Thanks, anyways. Yeah, appreciate you asking. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, not my finest moment, but I definitely, I've never done it, like, I've never done that before in my entire life. And I and I, I definitely had a moment where I was like, did I really World just do this? Like, IQ of 400. I, f- I felt like it right there, buddy. <laughs> I really, really did. Um... All right, so we've avoided it long enough. There's there's some great... Oh, you know what? I want to do something else okay. before we do this. <laughs> on the fly. Okay. I, I just changed Schedule my mind on the fly. Shift. On the fly. 
Nico. Okay. I, I, tomorrow on SmackDown, I, you have to watch it. I don't know what else. <laughs> like, You have to watch SmackDown tomorrow. Me watch wrestling? All right, sell, sell me on this. Sell me on so, this. Okay, so for those who even only sort of a little bit follow wrestling, they've done this great storyline called The Bloodline where Roman Reigns has been the undisputed champion with both belts for, like, I think he's been champion for 800 days with at least one belt. With both belts, I think it's over two years now. The Usos, his cousins, are twin tag team. They have both tag team titles from both programs, and they've had both of them for over a year, and they've had the SmackDown ones for two years. Um, six hundred days or four hundred days or whatever they say. I don't. I don't know. It's been this great storytelling of like their family of these dominant Samoan wrestlers, and they've kind of adopted this guy Sami Zayn, who is a good wrestler and a great entertainer in WWE, but he's always kind of struggled to have like consistent booking. It feels like every few weeks they want to change what direction they want to use him. All of a sudden with the Bloodline, he's had this great story where he earned his way in. They really kind of accepted him. And then an old buddy of his, like they came in the WWE together, a guy by the name of Kevin Owens, started feuding for the title, and it really drove some wedges between everybody. But they've done a really good job with the storytelling that made it all interesting. And Sami Zayn has consistently still proven himself loyal to these guys. Well, it all came to a boil at the Royal Rumble, where Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens had a title fight. And at the end of it, Roman Reigns and the Bloodline, they basically they handcuff Kevin Owens to the to the side of the ring, and they just they're waylaying on him, super kicks and punching him and kicking him and all kinds of stuff. Um, and Sami Zayn eventually is like, "Okay, guys, like it's over. You won. You don't have to do anything else to him." And they're like, "You're right. We don't, but you haven't hit him yet. So now it's your turn." Kind of you know gang initiation style sort of thing, and. Sammy, he backs out. Instead of hitting Kevin Owens with the chair, he hits Roman Reigns with the chair. Well, when he does this, it also drives a wedge amongst the members of the bloodline because to some of them, Sammy Zayn has already earned his spot on the team. And when he can't hit Kevin Owens, they kind of realize that that's, that that's the right thing to do. Like, why are they even beating up on this guy after he lost? The other ones, they don't care because they have Roman Reigns' back. So it divides even amongst the others this group. Um, and so it's just great storytelling. Well, on Raw, they didn't touch any of it. So that means all of that's going to come to a head on SmackDown. So. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've never heard you so giddy about, like, an organizational move like this. Especially because, I oh, mean, when we had the wrestling show a couple years ago, you guys were so down and out on the WWE writing. It had gotten so stale. This story has been so great and so original. And more importantly, these guys have done a great job telling the story. Because, again, even if it was, like, cleverly positioned, but they didn't execute, you wouldn't care. But they're really bringing it home. And it's it's been really good. So, like, I don't know. It touches on everything that any... Amongst any uh, football team, team at all... There's always levels of dissension. There's never 100% unification of opinion on anything. Nerd Thug Radio, when it was three members, even now as two members, we're not always in agreement on things. 
So the idea that someone in the group isn't 100% in lockstep with everyone else is always a realistic story. And how they're playing it out in this great way where the stakes can be so high because you have something called a championship, it's fascinating. I just, I'm in, I'm in awe of the story. They've done a really great job with the story. And also, you're right. When we did the wrestling show, like, I was out at all. I didn't like Sami Zayn. I was over the Usos because they were always using, like, the twin gimmick thing where, like, they would swap each other out. If one of them got knocked out, the other one would take a spot to get out of the pen kind of a thing. Like, they were always doing dumb little kind of silly wrestling gimmicky stuff. And now they're just crazy deep in this fantastic story where I don't, I don't, I have no idea what's going to happen on Friday and I'm excited <laughs> about it, which never happens. You're, you're so excited. I really am because I like for the first time in a, since the era of NWO DX Monday Night Wars, where Monday nights were exciting because between Raw and Nitro, there was always something crazy happening and you would just jump back and forth between the two shows. Since those times, wrestling hasn't been something where I'm that concerned about live. Like, I'll catch the replays the next day. I'll watch the events live if they're free or affordable. Like, Peacock is $6.99 a month or whatever it is. So, yeah, I'll pay $6.99 and, and I get the free pay-per-views plus all the other Peacock materials. So, like, it's just different now. Like, you don't, I don't care as much or at all 99% of the time. But this and the Dusty Rhodes stuff that they're or the Cody Rhodes stuff that they've been doing have been really, really good. So for the first time in a long time, I'm intrigued. For the first time in forever. He's excited. Like when when the stuff that traditional wrestling people get excited about happens, I don't get excited. Like when go when Brock Lesnar runs out to the Rome, to the Royal Rumble, and it's a huge pop in San Antonio. The Royal Rumble is in San Antonio. The stadium is 70,000 people are screaming. They're so excited. I can't stand it. I don't like Brock Lesnar. He does suplexes, and he punches people. It's not that exciting. I don't care. Um, I, 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 I'm just not into it. Um, a lot of the stuff that the typical wrestling fan likes is not my bag, but this, this Bloodline story has been... So good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're trying to sell me on this. Clearly, I clearly I, I'm, I've, I'm not nearly as invested as you are. <laughs> you're not, but when you see it, we we watched. I've seen, the... I mean, I've seen parts of it. it, it it's it, it. I would be lying if I said I haven't seen anything about it. Well, and what did we? What was it? War yeah. games with the two rings connected, the giant cage. That was compelling, right? The ending to that was compelling when Sami Zayn knocks out Kevin Owens for the bloodline. He takes all the big hits, and then like they're like, oh, look, he actually cares. Right. There's no denying it. And they're all chanting Sami's name, and everyone's happy. Like That was a really cool, big moment. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, 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 I'm excited for the first time. Um, all right, so... Last thing we're going to talk about, and we've got a little bit of time, so we're going to take our time with this. James Gunn has released the slate of uh, DC projects now. This is it. So he's like he's he's Grandpa DC, right? He gets to decide what's happening. Which I mean, what a what a glow up going from like the guy who did Guardians to the guy who gets to you know, direct <laughs> DC. Which I mean, to be fair, I think what two other people have held that job for not very long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 
So I mean, yeah. here's, here's I hoping. I, don't know. I guess it is. Yeah, it's it hasn't gone well for most people. Um, okay, before we get into this lineup, there was a quote from one of the other execs at DC where he said he saw the Batgirl movie and he agrees with cutting it because airing it would have hurt the DC brand. That bad, huh? It's really bad when you have an exec be like, no, we can't we can't show this to anyone. <laughs> I don't know that I believe them, but I think it's an interesting thing. I don't I mean Maybe they're like they're the like if we release released, this the backlash will be so hard we'll never financially recover. But what are the is there's no way that's true. They were gonna release it on HBO anyway. Yeah, that's true. Like what's, they never released like, anything bad on HBO? It? I think the reason they're not releasing right. like, what's it is the bottom? because of tax reasons. They just I think so write too. it off as a And loss. also I think it because if they air it, that means that they have well, and also, if they're making no money off of it, there's no reason to release it anyways. Exactly. Well, and also um, Peter Safran, when he came in, apparently he had made some quotes that he's anti-woke or whatever that means to whoever cares. And the idea of a Batgirl movie on HBO Max, I guess, was too was he wasn't comfortable with or didn't like. Again, HBO um, like so needless- people need to also realize that like streaming service exclusive movies that aren't like don't really do as well as box office movies, especially now. Well, and so, like, it, the goal could be lower, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure I feel about it. Like, would it have been... Well, first of all, like, a lot of the clips they show when they want to downgrade it is, like, her running or something. Um, I can't think of a single time when Robert Pattinson's Batman ran in the whole movie. Uh, I never actually have seen this movie yet, so... Oh, it's really good. Uh, it's worth I've watching. Heard, I've heard. I've but heard. What I mean things. is, I've heard some people say it's really good. I've heard other people say it's really bad. I really like it because it 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 is a mystery. It they don't they don't just Batman jump is into a detective. it. Detective, who would have known? Yeah, although there is one scene that does sort of bother me when the penguin has to explain Spanish to Batman and Gordon. It's like, come on, guys. Right. I texted <laughs> I texted our sister Victoria when that scene came out. Like when I watched that movie, I paused at that scene and I was asking her like specifically like hey, what does that mean exactly? And she tells me and I was like, "Okay, all right." And then I was kind of annoyed that like Batman didn't know that. Like, You're like hmm, why would he not know that? This worldly man. Yeah. It feels a little weird when the billionaire doesn't know Spanish. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a fair that's a really fair point. <laughs> Man, they really do be ginger fucking Gotham. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. That was my only my only like plot thing that stuck with me like, was really <laughs> neither one of Spanish? you knew Spanish. Really, that's the one you tripped up Spanish? about. Spanish? That's that's what none of you could figure out. You couldn't even, even like, like a weird obscure detective language. Montoya. Like, yeah. oh, no, this no, is no, this Spanish. is an ancient Navajo. It's not even like the modern one. Yeah, They're like, nope. no, it's it's just Spanish. Nope, Spanish. It's like they didn't show it to Detective Montoya. Like nobody, it's like, it's just we yeah. <laughs> like Spanish is an exceptionally Guys. rare language that no one speaks in the DC universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, they don't have Home Depots. Yeah, in DC. apparently they don't. They don't um, have. Apparently, they couldn't get the guy who is the Blue Beetle. <laughs> yeah, they canceled his movie. True. Um, 
Actually, I don't know if his movie's coming out or not, so I, I, I'm not sure. I no longer know what's coming out from DC. Okay, so let's get to this list here with whatever time we have left now that we still got, we still got 15 minutes. We're fine. <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing good. Um, and I wanted to have time with this. So he released 10 projects. Um, and the name of this chapter of DC projects is called gods and monsters. All right. All right. Good naming convention. Sounds cool. It is. It's a name. It's a name I've toyed with at the time before actually about something like a story. I really want to play with the idea of power. So I like the name. I think it's a good name. One of the things is a seven episode animated series written by James Gunn called the creature commandos. And it's exactly what, you, what it sounds like. The Halloween monsters are basically used as a military It's kind of cool. Kind of Suicide Squad-esque. Kind of Blade. Right. Uh, to fight Nazi. Uh, that's zero. Okay. Originally a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazi. This is a modern take on the concept. Voice actors have yet to be cast. Uh, but executives are looking to find people who can voice the animated characters and portray the live-action versions if the anti-heroes were to show up in other stuff. Neat. So that's kind of a smart way to cast it. Yeah, because, I mean, have an animated one, they voice act it, and then they'll CGI them anyways, so might as well voice act that one too. Right. So I'm trying to... All of a sudden now the article doesn't want to cooperate, of course. Of course now I'm talking about it on my terrible laptop. It is powered by hamsters. Um... <laughs> it really is. So one one of the stories, one of the movies that I know they're going to do is The Authority. Isn't The Authority? Aren't you a big fan of The Authority? Huge fan. But I don't... Uh, it's kind of a complicated story, especially now that we live in a world where Amazon makes The Boys. Fair enough. Because what I've already seen is people who don't know calling this DC's version of The Boys. That's really not what the authority is. So the boys tells the story of an authoritarian superhero team used to kind of placate America and like the Homelander and all that stuff, right? The authority is about a team of people who were meant to be, they were built as weapons by the government to fight bad guys. And they basically go rogue in the sense that they turn on their handlers and now they fight for freedom for the world. Um, so they talk about two different things. Like, whereas the boys is very critical of superheroes, the authority is really more critical of like authority of like the United States government and like politics and stuff. Oh man, the thing called the authority cares about authority. Who would have known? Right. So like, uh, I don't. It's going to be weird to thread the needle. And I don't know that people are going to get it, and I don't know if people do get it, if they're going to like it. That's fair. Um, I mean, but that's always going to be part of something where you're doing weird off off things but, like the authority. Because, like, would you ever have imagined under, like, James Gunn, or not James Gunn, um, oh, man, forgetting his name. Who do I hate? Zack Snyder. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, you do hate Zack Snyder. Like, under his DC universe? I doubt it. <laughs> that's fair um but yeah it's it's now because it's on hbo uh there will be plenty of sex drugs and rock and roll which is in the comic book the comic book is very much these guys are 
really exploring their freedom and really exploring what it means to be super powered in a free world. So like there's plenty of stuff they're going to have fun with the authority. If they make it at all, like the comic book, it'll be an interesting show, but I don't know that everyone's going to get it. We'll see. We time will tell. Um, okay. So a spinoff from peacemaker Waller directly about Viola Davis and her character. Which, to be fair, that is the one kind of like consistent thing that they've kind of kept, but I enjoy anyway, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, it is really intriguing how she has survived all of these regime changes and I mean, all of these different things. Like, I'm not saying that it's easy to write Amanda Waller, but like, she's really hard to not like as just like, just give me this strong, this really hard line, thing. super awesome black woman. It's really hard to mess that up. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so one of the other ones is Superman Legacy. This is supposed to kick it off. Let's like kick it the first up. big movie will be will be this Superman Legacy. Um, I guess it's going to be a younger Superman. It already has a release date of July eleventh of twenty twenty five. Look at that. So also they're going to do a Green Lantern TV series. Not not their first um, movie either. This is something they've tried before. Greg Berlanti's been working on, like, a version of this forever. The guy who did all the Arrow stuff. And, like, I guess they canceled it again and are starting it over again. And this time it's in its place will be a new take on the Space Cops with Power Rings. Our vision for this is very much in the vein of True Detective. It's very terrestrial-based. It will feature prominent Lantern heroes Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. So it's Earth based. So, Their whole point is that they're space police, right? I don't. I'm not. That was unclear, wasn't it? Like, is this going to be a weird detective was, shows with people with superpowers? Because that seems counterproductive. Doesn't it? Like, man, this guy can shoot giant constructs and create lasers. I better have him search for petty crime. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. The thing, okay, I, I'm not. so get this. So this, like, this would obviously be way too expensive, and it's probably why they're doing it as like a terrestrial-based thing. But if you were to make like a detective show, but it's a lantern, how sick would that be? Where they're like solving like galactic crimes or whatever. It, well, and that would be an interesting. Like thing. you could, especially maybe if you that's could, where they could pit them against like a lot of the like super spooky like weird other lantern cores like. Uh, was her name Cradle Robber Sinestro from the Core. Core. Yep, Literally goes yep. around stealing babies and is terrifying. Like that. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that they could do, and then they could bring those people back with the yellow, like with the War of Light and stuff. Like they could really lay some cool groundwork, but I don't. I mean, I don't know. Seems like a weird direction to take Green Lantern. Is it a weird like cop show? Because you're either you're gonna lead into it. That, or are, you're not. that is what they are, though. They are. They are cops. No, they yeah, are cops. No, I'm saying, uh, like, not leaning into, like, them being space cops. Yeah, that is the weird part. I don't know. Like, I want him to, like, so, ma'am, what did you see? And then the like camera pans over to, like, a dude that, that looks like a little little diamond with the noodle like goldfish. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> and he's like, hmm, I see. Okay, okay. And the ring's like writing it down. Yeah, I would I could I would like that. Like blue Absolutely. bloods, but like but like all the characters are like weird aliens. <laughs> I'd watch And then it. like there's a, there's a dinner okay. scene at home where like Hal and Hal and like John are like hanging out at like the Green Lantern Corps being like, Man, another tough day, huh? 
it would be cool if they used all the Earth-based lanterns, like the five or six of them that are humans, in the galactic setting, right? So then when they're doing these dinners around the table and they're swapping stories, like... And then, like, a different episode is one of the other guy's stories. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be neat. That would be cool. But, I don't I mean, I don't know. They want to make it terrestrial-based. What do we know about the space characters? That's what makes this hard, is, like, James Gunn, I totally trust. But some of this stuff feels like a miss. I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay, so here's one. This is an interesting idea. It's called Paradise Lost. It's a Game of Thrones-style drama set on the all-female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace, the Mascara. Filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players, it takes place before the events of the Wonder Woman films. This is pretty cool. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's going to be a lot of boobs in that show. I mean, yeah. They're all the, literally all the characters are women. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> But, I mean, they're going to be, like... Out and about. HBO, Game of Thrones, Themyscira. They're saying these particular words for a particular reason. (laughs) Uh, This is another weird one. The Brave and the Bold. It's the introduction of the DCU Batman, of Bruce Wayne, and also introduces our favorite uh, favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, who is a little SOB. Yep. He's kind of he's kind of been the face of the uh, recent. uh, He's kind of been the animated universe for a while now. Yeah, this is going to be a live action. Also, keep in mind this is going to introduce the DCU Batman. Okay, this is going to be a very strange father and son story, but they're also making a Batman sequel that will feature Robert Pattinson. He is not. The DCU Batman, though. Yeah, he's separated. They're going to have two Batman. I mean, that's not that weird. At the same time? That's a little weird. It's a little weird, but, like, I think the only reason they're continuing the Robert Pattinson one is because it was well-received. If it totally flopped, I think people wouldn't care if there was a second one. That's fair. That one already has a release date, October 3rd, 2025. Yeah. Uh, Booster Gold, an HBO Max series based on the unique lesser-known hero created in 1986. Let's go, finally, Corey. I know, I'm I'm excited. It's about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. I think that's really cool. Like, I like the idea that, like, in the future, they're like, yeah, it's a blender. And he's like, but in the present, I'm a superhero. Yeah. Honestly, one of my favorite things ever. (laughs) I do dig that. Okay, so then they also have Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a movie about Supergirl. Who guessed? And then Swamp Thing is going to be a horror movie. That's cool. I like Swamp Thing as, as, a, as a kind of, a, not a villain, but like a force of nature. That's cool. I do too, so I'm curious to see what that's they're going to do. That's this. honestly the most interesting one out of the ones you've listed. Oh, Okay, so so here we go. They've listed the movies here for the rest of this year. Shazam! Fury of the Gods is March 17th. The Flash, they're still saying June 16th. That's not a, that's not a movie. Until I see it, it's not a movie. Blue, Blue Beetle, August Blue Beetle. 18th. Aug, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, December 25th. So they are saying that there is one, two, three, four more DC movies this that year. That are on the old regime. 
Remember that, folks. Yeah, none of these, these none of these movies matter going forward. <laughs> uh, James Gunn has said he has seen the Flash movie, and it is the best superhero story he's ever seen. And they are investigating whether or not they're going to keep Ezra Miller on. Man, this has got to be like the craziest movie of all time. This has better be like Academy Award winning amazing. Yeah, this has got to be, be like, the deepest, okay, most just... nuanced thing. Because like Ezra Miller has gone out of his way to be canceled by everyone possible. He's out here assaulting women. The, their way. Going out of their to way. jail. <laughs> yeah, he's... Apparently the other day he assaulted his neighbors for nothing. Apparently like... He went over to their house and stole a bottle of liquor and punched them when they complained right. about like, it. Like, this is, like... He, they, what they. Dark, he's, what he's, dark he's, magic has they. Ezra Miller cast on the world to, like, be immortal in, like, the eyes of the public? Because, okay, not even in the eyes of I the don't public. Know. In the eyes of the studios. Because the public hate him. I, it, straight up getting away with murder in the studio still. Like, well, we've got this movie They're like, out. you don't understand. We can't cancel uh, the Flash movie. And they kill off the character in the Harry Potter series, so like they could be done with them, and they choose to release this movie anyway. Like so, he's got, he's got, something. I, you know, he's got either sure. the sauce on somebody, or like he truly is the greatest actor ever created. Yeah, this is just, this is his moment. All right, we want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Nerd Thug Radio. Um, thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend because it started already when we round up. We are, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure to click subscribe and like and do all that great stuff. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us on in Conroe. Keep your eyes open. We're always around town. And, of course, we want to make sure we thank our sponsors, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, and everybody else hanging out with us on an awesome, awesome, awesome Thursday afternoon. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Y'all have a great, great rest of your weekend. <laughs>